When Bernie Sanders came onto the scene, America suddenly had a big discussion on socialism. What was socialism? What type of socialism? Are our paved, tax-paid roads socialism? According to the right, anything the government did for people was socialism, and the younger generation grew up with this reality and essentially were desensitized to the term that their parents and grandparents viewed as satanic and evil. We began looking at the facts and finding that much of the stuff said about Marx was actually wrong, including his basic premise. Growing up, I was taught that communists and Marxists believed that everyone should get the same no matter how much they worked, which would and did create lazy people, and the government should have so much control that they would easily become a dictatorship, that religion was the opiate of the masses, so religion was banned. Communism looked good on paper, and even Marx didn't believe that communism would work. That was it, literally. That's all we knew about it. American government and the media had done such a good job to scrub all knowledge from the American mind about what Marx's arguments were, we just had a warped view from Soviet Russian and Chinese, Cuban and North Korean governments. And forget anarchism, many of us didn't even have a clue until this decade that anarchism was even considered a legitimate option at one point. It was just something apathetic rebellious teenagers believed. We had no idea that the central core of Marx's theory was that automation would continue to make certain jobs obsolete, erasing old guilds and labor unions, and the workers in new careers would end up getting screwed by the shareholders and owners because they had no labor protections. Then they would have to fight with a corporately corrupt, violent government to regain the right to unionize. I personally was a little shocked that the Communist Manifesto was written in 1848, over ten years before the Civil War. I had been under the impression that it was a fairly new idea created at the turn of the century. We were taught the history of Lenin and Stalin, but nothing about Marx. I didn't realize how married labor unions were to communism. I didn't realize that communism meant anything even remotely socialist at the time of the manifesto, but then evolved to mean something else. And by early communist ideas of Marx, FDR would have been a communist. But over time, communism was co-opted by the Bolsheviks, and that communism according to Marx later in his life, was not impossible, but possibly centuries away as automation got so powerful, we reached a post-scarcity era, and the amount people needed to work would drop to very, very little, something Nixon was predicting. If we had continued on that trajectory, we would be working only four hours a day, but stagflation set in, and Reaganomics worked rather well to fix that specific problem, but Republicans jumped on the Laffer curve as the treatment for every single problem, even though prior to that, higher taxes on the rich and tight regulation of banks and the money supply and clockwork rise in the minimum wage to match inflation was working well for us. I also didn't know that Stalin and by proxy Mao believed a pseudoscientist who claimed that the post-scarcity era was just a few decades away and if he ground his workers into the dust with an iron fist, they would have robot servants by the 70s, thereby starving 7 to 10 million Ukrainians to to the point that they had to put up signs saying that cannibalism was bad. Mao did the same thing with a great leap forward and he had crushed all dissent and they feared him so much that when he toured the country, communes would put on a show and made it look like they were successful and go back to starving once he left. Or that he created a cult of personality with a cultural revolution and had the youth violently destroy antiques and kill and abuse anyone who stood against Mao just for his own personal ego. I also didn't realize that one of the biggest differences between the success of communist governments and capitalist ones is that communist governments were all just directly out of feudal peasantry with little to no infrastructure, had never had free speech and other freedoms, so they didn't really expect to get them, 
and had little to no education, so you had people with maybe a third grade education running highly complex operations. And even then, they still went to space before us. I didn't realize that when Mao and Stalin died, they shifted from a totalitarian dictatorship to just an authoritarian one, and people did not live too horribly under them. Breadlines and famine went away after Stalin. I knew little to nothing about the Haymarket riots, the Triangle Shirtwaist factory fire, or the Ludlow massacre that helped get us to safer working conditions and weekends and 40-hour work weeks. I knew nothing about the Wagner Act that gave unions the ability to negotiate fairly, and then the Taft-Hartley Act that took away many of the union's tools in an off-year election, heavily creating unions' demise to 10% in the U.S., and that minimum wage has stagnated since the 70s because of Republican Lafferism. I had no idea about the First and Second International, where the anarchists and communists helped support unions all over the world until there was a split fracturing their power. I had no idea who Perdon was, and that credit unions and food co-ops that my mom taught me to idealize were actually mutualism, a form of anarchism or libertarian socialism, and would be shocked that they were such. I didn't even know that there were two definitions of capitalists, and both were legit one being just the free market, and the other being a person who takes his money to make more money off of labor of others, most often through exploitation, or that corporations from their very get-go were evil and made specifically to exploit and extract resources through brutality, but with a chain of deniability and responsibility, so no one person was breaking the law. And lastly, I didn't know that socialism comes in two flavors, social democracy and democratic socialism. Social democracy is for strong unions and a strong social safety net, but still uses capitalism for certain non-essential, non-emergency sectors, and even utilizes a weak version of mutualism, such as in Germany, where they have co-determinants, where half of all corporate boards are run by representatives of the workers at their company, as they too are stakeholders leading to much better and more resilient companies. Democratic socialists are classically people on the same track as communists, but required to do it through democracy and freedoms such as those in the First Amendment of the United States, which is much more of what Marx wanted. They want to seize the means of production and eliminate stockholders and capitalists by leftist definition, entirely allowing the government to redistribute resources and run all companies. And there was a nation that tried this, Chile. But due to unfortunate rush to collectivize, they had their economy destabilized and the U.S. helped a fascist dictator, Pinochet, topple the elected communist government, leading to thousands of deaths and imprisonments. Learning this over time, I began laughing at Bernie and pointing out that he was a social democrat, not a democratic socialist, as he didn't want to end all capitalism in the country. He and AOC would be considered a normal left-of-center social democrat, or Labour Party member in Europe, but are viewed as extreme and radical by American standards. That said, I recently listened to an episode of Why Is This Happening by Chris Hayes, and he was interviewing the publisher of the new Jacobin newspaper, and had a completely different definition of democratic socialism. The way he describes democratic socialism is social democracy plus Proudhon's mutualism, two systems that have been shown through trial and error to create some of the most happy, efficient, and healthy populations in the world, the Mondragon Corporation of Spain being a great example. If this is what his definition is, I'm all for it, and although he says he would settle for Warren, even if he doesn't have Bernie, I've never heard Bernie breathe a hint of forcing all corporations into co-determinants in the workplace like Germany has, like she has, or decoupling housing from Wall Street like she has, just how evil the billionaire class is, and free education and healthcare. She fits this definition way better than him, even though she calls herself a capitalist, because she's not using the leftist definition of capitalism. 
Democratic socialism for a long time was much more tied to Bolshevism and violence. His definition appears to be a version that uses modern labor, market, and behavioral theory plus old-school democratic socialism and strips out all the problems that it had, leaving a space for a free market and some capitalism depending on the sector. If that's the definition all democratic socialists stick to, then you can call me one, and you can call Warren one, even more than Bernie is. That said, I'll still refer to myself as a social democrat and a mutualist because using the different forms of economics as a toolbox to fix different problems and not a blind ideology and making people more aware of democracy in the workplace is essential. One of the major reasons why more and more of us understand the real history of socialism is through the modern podcast where you can hear all sorts of new ideas. We also get to see close up and personal the core hypothesis of Marx where automation is destroying jobs and replacing them with poorly paid jobs. If you would like to know more about anything I've mentioned, I would recommend the following podcasts. Behind the Bastards, The Revolutions Podcast Current Season, The China History Podcast about the Communist Years, C-SPAN Lectures in History, The Discussion on Soviet History on Our Fake History where you learn all about Pravda, and of course my podcast and YouTube channel. So thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. I'm sure there was nothing controversial about this and everyone will happily get along in the comments section, which you can do on the YouTube version of this video, link in the show notes. Just a reminder that I'm Anubis2814 on YouTube and I have over 500 videos on different topics that I've made over the past 10 years. Please subscribe and if your podcast site has the option, give me a like or review. If you think what I have to say informed you, consider supporting my Patreon. I'll be doing this podcast weekly and try to get it out on the same day, so I hope to see you here next week, ready to be filled with new ideas. Take care. A big thank you goes out to Elias Garcia Guevara and Joe Taylor, who sponsor the show at $10 a month at the Wapawet level on Patreon. Please consider donating as well if you can, and thank you all for listening.